Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. This is a special four-part series that we have coming up right now. You're about to embark on our first compilation of the best of the best, where we take the narratives and solo casts that I've done, mixing with the greatest expert advice we have from our feature experts that we've had from Ballot's Beam Days, which you guys know was the first podcast a couple years ago, as well as Balance Boldly, some interview nuggets that I've done. We've just literally taken the best of the best and put them together in this special Dreamers and Doers series. This is for all of you bold women and brave men that are out there that are just trying to take that dream in your head, believe in it, plan for it, do it, and then preserve your success so you can start it all over again and do it at another level, a greater level, breaking free from all the expectations of everyone else that has a hold on you doing things the same way and getting the same result. So stay tuned and listen up because we're doing right now a four-part series for the dreamers and doers out there that are ready to embark on their bold and brave. Let's go. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that that's your purpose and you're supposed to do it. It doesn't even mean that you're passionate about it. How quickly have some of us started projects that we were super hype about? Right. And after three months or two weeks or two days, depending on how, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ADD you could be, you were like, oh, I'm kind of over that. Well, if you were passionate about that, you wouldn't necessarily just be over it that fast. And if you were purpose to do it, you could never get away from it. No matter what, unless you were just trying to sit in a bubble in a dark room in a dark hole in a corner and not move, you cannot run from your purpose. Even then, you really can't run from it because it's you. I think the first step is to really take a look at, um, like, my time and how valuable my time is. And if I have this goal in the future for whether it's a personal goal, whether it's a goal for our chapter, how are we going to get there if I am devoting all the time to these tasks? In order, you know, the bottom line with all of us in our, in, in our entrepreneurial adventures is effectiveness. You know, I, I don't care how great I thought my idea was on Monday. If that idea that was so great on Monday at 9 a.m. isn't effective by Friday, I'm already trying to say, okay, what do I need to do to, to improve this, take it to the next level? Maybe I need to drop the idea altogether, you know. So as business owners, um, we definitely have to make sure that we – Assess our own business model, you know, and see how, how well are we doing. Maybe I should take a different angle. Maybe I should, you know, take a niche approach. Um, it's different for all of us. But I think if, if you want to be effective and really change um, lives and situations for whatever service that you're in, you really have to um, be willing to change yourself. Um, and start fresh and go outside the box. Sometimes changing means going outside of your comfort zone. And I think that you kind of touched on it already. I don't have to worry about feeling uncomfortable. You know, my comfort zone is, is limitless because God is ordering my steps. And you know when you're kind of going against the grain and against mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing when it's work and you can't quite get it right. But if you're not fueled up, Mm-hmm. And ready to go, just like those cars you can't wait to have. If you're not taking care of it and it, you turn the key on and the engine doesn't run, it's worthless. Yeah. It's just a pretty shiny thing sitting somewhere, mm. not useful to anyone, including you. 
So when you look at yourself as, for lack of a better word, that vehicle that needs to be maintained, mm -hmm. fueled up on a regular basis, and not with cheap processed food fuel, which is a whole different conversation, because <laughs> you know how I am with my food. Yes. Um, but in, with the right type of things to put in your body, and that goes from your spiritual nutrition, your physical nutrition, your emotional nutrition, and your energy that you collect from other people around you. Because who is around you is infectious. And it's either going to be the good kind of infection, where you're like, yes, give me those antibodies from that good love, that good joy, that good energy, or you walking away with some stuff you can't get rid of. And I do have this philosophy that you know, if you're focused on doing things that you enjoy, that you're interested in and intrigue you and you're engaged by, you don't have to take as much time away to do things that are just fun. Don't get me wrong. There, there should be times where you spend away from work and all of that noodling, but you don't need as much. I remember when I worked in a job I didn't love and I craved time away. You know, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't get enough of downtime and free time and fun time. But when you love what you're doing, you're kind of getting it in as you go along. We, you and I have had these um, interpersonal conversations where we talked about just making sure that you're never in a place where you're unlearnable um, and how important it is to really just be open to growing. If you don't do that and you're just kind of stuck in this finite position of, okay, this was the idea that I originally had, this is where I was going to go, then you're not allowing, one, God to speak to you because that may not have been his idea. That could have truly been your idea, and we know how those things turn out. Um, <laughs> you you yeah. know my story. Um, but then, two, the reality is people are growing. So if you are servicing people and you're not growing and understanding that the person that was your client at maybe, you know, 25, 27, or 30, 30 years old in the beginning of their business with their, you know, their new preschool, their private school, their daycare, whatever you're servicing them for to help them get off the ground. Now at 35, 45, they're a different person and they have different needs um, in their business and personally. So the fact that you are able to truly um, meekly say, and that's a good way, that's knowing your strength, um, to really truly say that I understand how much I had to grow in my business and with my company and really revamp and revise what the ideal was behind the goal of this particular organization, and you can do that with confidence. That says a lot about who you are. Yeah, I think it's important. Those people, you know, you, you hear and you've read different books that say, you know, the power of your network is your net worth. The five closest people to you, you know, shape where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. That's all good. I don't disagree. I think there's a lot of power in that. But where I think the gap in those statements are is, is there reciprocity in it? Mm. I know in my circle, you better not be around me if you don't have something to add as well as you're taking. Right. So you have to be in a reciprocal relationship with people. It can't just be, well, I have to up-level my circle because the people I'm currently around don't add to me. But then you attach yourself like a leech to someone else's circle. Like, what are you bringing to the table? And when you know you can bring something, you feel more confident in being a part of that process versus playing small in the midst of these big fish and, you know, apologizing, you know, those default apologies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The young lady did it in the hallway. Yes. She's opening the door going in a completely different way we are. She's like, I'm sorry. What are you apologizing for? Because like I think that's the right thing to do. The right thing to do, right? It's this default language that we do. And typically we do that in those rooms. You know, uh, Dr. Pamela Jolly is always in a room full of billionaires. Absolutely. Right? 
Absolutely. She doesn't play small. No. She's like, I'm here and I know I'm supposed to be here and I have a lot to add to you, including your bottom dollar. And she shows up in that and they're all looking at her like, Dr. Jolly, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Because she understands mm-hmm. that she has value to add to that up-leveled circle of those men and women that she's around constantly. And I think that's what all of us have to do is look at what do you bring to the table? Forget product. Forget a specific service. When you're in a room, what value do you add? Find out what works for you. Because, number one, we have so much going on in our lives that we don't need one more thing to sort of add on to our plate. Um, so I often tell people, find out, what, find out what works for you. If what works for you is telling yourself, I'm going to go into this meeting, I'm going to meet three people, and I'm going to talk to them for about a minute and a half to two minutes at most, and then I'm going to move on to the second person and then the third person. And then, you know, have another plan after that. But just a small plan that you have before you enter the room. It doesn't have to be anything long or involved because we already have enough on our plate, but you have to find something that works for you that's very simple. So if you can even call it the one, two, three plan. Like, for example, if you say, I'm going to go to one event this week and I'm going to meet two people and I'm going to spend three minutes with each person. Whatever works for you. If you even have some kind of acronym or some kind of a numerical uh, strategy like I just talked about where you can keep it in your mind, it's really clear, you'll find that you're being more successful uh, than you've been in the past. You need to make sure that you're, you got your mind right. Get your mind right and make sure that mentally you're in a place where you're really ready to do this work because it's not for the faint at heart. And the last but not least, you got to stay organized. Do what you need to do to step up your organizational skills. It'll make things a whole lot easier uh, during this process. You have to learn to say no and just kind of prioritize your day um, with, with things that need to get done versus maybe what you just want to get done for the sake of, of your health and your well-being. Well, I think change comes c- comes from, you know, reflection. So, you know, when we're able to take time, um, and set aside, and I think that's important to do all the time. You know, I think it's important to take time for yourself every single month, um, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, going for a half an hour walk every day or, you know, just doing something that you can do every single week, every single day. Um, sure, you know, vacations are fantastic as well, but if that's not as feasible, you know, just doing something to kind of calm down, calm the mind, get out of the busy, you know, hustle, bustle, and grind. Um, so you can kind of reflect on what's going on in your life, and then you're able to make change as needed as what, what you want. So I had to make a brave, brave and bold decision to move from a place that was comfortable in terms of I had been there, I knew other people, you know, I had a rapport, all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and it was work that I was good at and I love, to moving into an uncomfortable place of stepping into my next level. Right. Which was just, you know, part of weeding out and getting to the diamond space. And then I stepped into a position uh, where the environment was toxic at a completely different company. And so I left something that I could just handle that just was an overextension to something that was worse, looking for something better because I was still trying to kind of run from where where I knew I needed to be, right? You're just trying to maneuver. As long as I'm moving forward, that matters. To your point earlier, sometimes you need to stop, Mm. slow down or get still so you can speed up. And I was just go, 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 go. Because a lot of ultra-achieving men and women, but especially women, we just keep going because we feel like that's productive. We just, just move through. Just move through. Just keep going. M- miss everything. Just keep going. And when I found myself in that position, I had to really look. I mean, lunch breaks, I'm just 
walking for an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm miserable. I'm calling my husband on his lunch break, complaining the whole time. You know, I'm in that space. And he said, well, what do you want to do about it? It was just a very simple question. What do you want to do about it? And it was a literally like the smack in the gut that I needed to say, Nikita, this is on you. Yes. You have everything you need. You don't need anyone to give you any opportunity, anything to participate in. God gave you everything you need to take the first step. So what do you want to do? What would you say for people who are just considering entrepreneurship? Like they think, um, and not so much for the balancing part, but they think that I, I think I want to be an entrepreneur. And you said it so well, not everybody's meant to be one. What do you mm-hmm. think that they need to do before they venture out and step onto this platform? Like, what do you think is the top one or two things they need to do? Yeah, I would say two things kind of come to my mind with that. The first thing is I think they need to um, have a moment with themselves, and I have them all week. You know, I talk to myself and have meetings with myself several times a week. But what are they doing it for? Why be an entrepreneur? Is it because you just like to have yours and that sense of ownership? Because that's going to get old after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is being an entrepreneur attached to your overall um, ministry, mission, and cause and purpose for being um, on this earth for the time that we're going to be here? You know, what is your ultimate goal? Um, and the other thing is, you know, in terms of what they should be, number one, I, I believe it should be attached to your natural strengths and skills. So for me... Um, you know, people will say you will be a great real estate agent, Brandy, because you, you really have the gift of gab and you're, you're very personable. <laughs> and, and I'll say, yeah, no, no, I'm not, because I'm not a sales person in that sense of selling someone else's, selling property. It doesn't, when I go past a, a beautiful house, I appreciate it and it's great, but that's not what um, makes my heart skip a beat. So you have to figure out what you're doing it for. Make sure that it's attached to your natural gifts and strengths. If you naturally, if you love to cook um, and you love to bake, even though you may have been working in the financial industry, but you want to open that bakery or start making cupcakes, go ahead and do that if that's already aligned with your natural strength. Figure out what you're doing it for. Another thing that you should be doing it for, I believe, is money. You know, people want to sometimes say you just have to follow your calling and follow your heart. And But at the end of the day, there are some great economic benefits to owning your own and starting your own business and having that additional income, even if it's not full-time, but having a business on the side. Um, I think in terms of that, you know, especially people in our arena in the service industry that really want to help others, we really have to be in it to make money. Um, Change lives as well, but I think that um, in our society, in American society, that's a part of it too. And I'll say this, making money and having more resources is excellent because then you can do more. It's true. And, and like I said, you know, having goals also helps. If you can, if you can visualize the future and know that you have to um, let go of certain things in order to get there, then it's all the more reason to do so. You made me just think of a conversation I had with my youngest. She'll be 17. And we were talking about the 24 hours that you get. Mm. And, you know, the, you know, she's a singer, so the little people are all into, you know, Beyonce, Vivian Green, you know, all of the, the great people, right? Yeah. So because they love these people, they aspire and look at the life that they see on Instagram, mm. on social media, you know, at concerts, the little still shot pictures, all of that. Right. I said, well, all those things that all these people do, how much time do you think they have more than you? Like, well, they get the same time. Exactly. So when you think about the fact that you have the same exact amount of time as some of these idols, 
that you look up to, some, you know, different than others working in different gifts, you have to think about how can I get to where I want to be, not necessarily where they are, and do it in a way that I can enjoy the process versus suffering through it. You don't want to say, you know, now I'm an entrepreneur and I... I'm working 80 hours a week when I was doing 40 before. Right. Of course, that is a par for the course because in the beginning, you're kind of figuring out the figure outables, trying to figure out what to do. Right. But at some point, when do you stop being in onboarding mode with your own gift? When do you start being an expert, right? I sort of combine everything that I've learned throughout my life in order to complete one task. And I think by doing that, it brings the creative side and the analytical side together uh, to create a better package. It always comes back down to confidence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I try to be as confident as, as I possibly can. Um, and most problems that people face across the board, you know, especially with my clients and especially with, you know, friends that I have is... Um, is their, you know, internal speak and mm-hmm. how they um, are worried about what other people think of them. You know, that's that's just the, I, I think that's the number one problem that, that we as humans have is constantly thinking like, oh, what will people think of me? Instead of thinking, what am I going to do that's going to make an impact that I want to do right now? When you are establishing yourself as an expert or um, a guru or whatever other term you would like to use for that in a particular area, those people who knew you, like you said, when you were 12 or 15 or 17 or even in your 20s um, on a more personal level may not understand the height of evolution that you've made and how much growth you have as a professional. We all have multiple sides to ourselves. Even though we're the same at our core, we're still, you know, we give we give a little bit different um, personality when you're, you know, home with your family and you're just having fun and, you know, not necessarily worried about vernacular and specific grammar versus when you're at a professional event or you're speaking or you're engaging on a different level. And sometimes when those worlds cross, the people in them don't know how to adapt to that other melody that they're seeing in that level. I hope you guys enjoy that. I want to take a moment and thank you, our listeners, for taking a moment out of your day and allowing me to plant positive seeds in your life, your relationships, and your business. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and brave have access to these valuable balance tools. If you are not already a member, come on over and join the community of investors who have decided to see into themselves and balance boldly. Learn how to maximize your potential and your profits over at the Dreamers Blueprint, a community designed for bold women and brave men who are ready to balance all all that matters boldly in their life. Follow me at Balance Boldly on Twitter and IG and come and engage with me. I continue the conversation over here from our virtual kitchen at Balance Boldly right over there on social media. And for those of you who are already in the pilot phase of the Dreamers Blueprint as we're opening our doors, are about to open our doors, 
to the main, you know, shebang of the Dreamers Blueprint, you already know that we're already carrying these conversations in really powerful and intimate ways. And now we're about to let other people that are also claiming to be bold and brave, ready to move beyond their dream and into this new level and new phase into their lives to join in on the conversation and have a community of accountability, holding them to the integrity of the things they said that they want to achieve in their lives. So if that's you, come on over and join us there at dreamersblueprint.com as well. Until then, I will see you next time on the next side of Balance Boldly podcast. So enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.